No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Solomon dedicates the temple and fire comes down from heaven. Then the Lord promises to choose the temple on one condition. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in 2 Chronicles chapter 7 on Simply the Bible. Solomon had built the temple for the Lord in Jerusalem. While he knew that God was omnipresent and could not be confined to a temple made with hands, yet he prayed and asked God's eyes to ever be on the temple and his ears ever open to the prayers coming from it or directed to it. It was an awesome prayer. We continue in 2 Chronicles chapter 7. When Solomon had finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. And the priests could not enter the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. When all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord on the temple, they bowed their faces to the ground on the pavement and worshiped and praised the Lord, saying, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Well, the fire coming down from heaven to consume the burnt offerings there on the altar was certainly a sign of God's acceptance of Solomon's prayer. And now the glory of the Lord filled the house of the Lord for the second time. You'll recall when they brought the Ark of the Covenant into the most holy place that the glory of God filled the temple then and the priests and Levites couldn't serve. Well, now it happened once again. Then the king and all the people offered sacrifices before the Lord. King Solomon offered a sacrifice of 22,000 bulls and 120,000 sheep. So the king and all the people dedicated the house of God. So many sacrifices being offered, both burnt offerings and peace offerings. Now, this didn't all happen at once. There was a total of 15 days of celebration with the dedication of the temple and then the Feast of Tabernacles. And the priests attended to their services. The Levites also with instruments of the music of the Lord, which King David had made to praise the Lord, saying, For his mercy endures forever. Whenever David offered praise by their ministry, the priests sounded trumpets opposite them while all Israel stood. Now, this was a great worship service. Obviously, the people were just blown away by what they had seen. And the priests and Levites, the Levites with their instruments of music, the priests, there were 120 of them with trumpets sounding those off. And they were singing for his mercy endures forever. Now, David had set all of this up. He had assigned the positions for the musicians and the Levites and so forth. And so David really being able to continue on, even though he had already died because he had set this up and, of course, wrote so many of the Psalms that they would sing. Furthermore, Solomon consecrated the middle of the court that was in front of the house of the Lord. For there he offered burnt offerings and the fat of peace offerings because the bronze altar which Solomon had made was not able to receive 
the burnt offerings, the grain offerings, and the fat. There was just too many offerings. There, there was lots of meat, but not enough grill space, you might say. Now, as they were doing the burnt offerings there on the bronze altar, they also just needed more place to barbecue the meat that would be for the peace offerings. Now, the fat of the peace offerings would be offered to the Lord, and then the meat would be divided between the priests and also the people. So they were feeding lots of people here over a 15-day period, and Solomon just consecrated the middle of the court so that he would be able to offer all of these animals. At that time, Solomon kept the feast seven days and all Israel with him, a very great assembly from the entrance of Hamath to the brook of Egypt. So people gathered from the very northernmost part of Israel, Hamath, to the brook of Egypt in the south. And on the eighth day of the Feast of Tabernacles, they held a sacred assembly, for they observed the dedication of the altar seven days and the feast seven days. So that would be a total of 15 days with the sacred assembly. On the 23rd day of the seventh month, he sent the people away to their tents, joyful and glad of heart for the good that the Lord had done for David, for Solomon, and for his people Israel. Thus Solomon finished the house of the Lord and the king's house, and Solomon successfully accomplished all that came into his heart to make in the house of the Lord and in his own house. So this was just a joyful time of worship, of eating food together, of fellowship, the the unity that they had together as a people along with just worshiping the Lord. And this so much reminds me of our church picnics. I love church picnics. When we come together, we have a barbecue. It's a potluck. People are just rejoicing and having great fellowship. And this is what they did. Only, Only they did it for 15 days. Then the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said to him, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. It's interesting that this is now the second time the Lord appeared to Solomon, and in both cases, it was after Solomon had given a great offering to the Lord. Now, again, the Lord speaks to Solomon. This time he's saying, look, I heard your prayer about my eyes being on this temple, and I have chosen this place for myself. It will be the house of sacrifice where people bring their offerings. You know, it's very important for us to realize that if we are going to be effective in offering prayers for ourselves and for others, that we know that the Lord hears our prayer, just like he heard Solomon's prayer. And we have that confidence. The Lord made that very clear to his disciples that if we come to the Lord, to the Father, asking for anything in his name, that God does hear our prayers. And if he hears us, John tells us, If we pray anything according to the will of God, he hears us. And then if he hears us, we have what we've asked for. Very important so that we might pray in faith. Now, God said in verse 13, When I shut up heaven and there is no rain or command the locusts to devour the land or send pestilence among my people, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, and I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Now, may I just say that I believe this is the most important verse for us today in America. We need to take this 
to heart. Now, there might be some who would argue, yes, but God said this to Israel. Yes, but we who believe in Christ are his people. And all the promises given to Abraham are yes and amen to us. And so we can definitely take this verse and believe that if we will act on it, then God will do marvelous things. As I look around and I see our nation today, I am greatly concerned as I see just the increase in immorality, great divisions in our country, divisions in Washington, D.C., the violent shootings in schools and churches, synagogues and public places, the millions of aborted babies, all of these things that are happening in our nation. And I shudder to think what kind of a nation this is going to be for my children and my grandchildren. And I think, is there any way out of this mess? Is there anything that can turn things around? This is it. This verse is what we have. Because God said, look, if my people, in this case, the church, who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. And may I say that there have been many movements in the church toward prayer. Those movements have often led to revival. But this is what I think that we don't always do, and that is many people pray, but not many people will humble themselves, confessing their sins, as did Daniel and Nehemiah, and they brought a great spiritual revival especially Nehemiah in his day, are we willing to do that and pray and confess our sins and turn from them? You see, that is what is needed if we are to see God move. I I think God wants to move. I think God wants to bring revival. I'm just not sure that we want it bad enough and are willing to do what it takes to fulfill God's promise here. But if we will, We have this amazing promise that God will hear from heaven. He will forgive our sins and he will heal our land. Now, my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to prayer made in this place. For now, I have chosen and sanctified this house that my name may be there forever and my eyes and my heart will be there perpetually. It was very interesting. My wife and I got to go to Israel early this year We went to the Western Wall and just praying with the Jews who were there as they are seeking to be as close to the Lord and to Solomon's temple, to this place that God said his eyes would be open toward it. I just had such an amazing sense of God's presence and his love for his people, but also just the earnestness of the Jews that were there seeking the Lord, seeking to get as close to him as they could be. Now, as for you, if you walk before me as your father David walked and do according to all that I have commanded you, and if you keep my statutes and my judgments, then I will establish the throne of your kingdom as I covenanted with David, your father, saying, you shall not fail to have a man as ruler in Israel. God was establishing here the Davidic standard. Solomon, if you will walk in the way of the Lord that David walked, then your throne will be established and you will not fail to have a descendant sitting as ruler in Israel. But if you turn away 
and forsake my statutes and my commandments, which I have set before you, and go and serve other gods and worship them, then I will uproot them from my land, which I have given them, and this house, which I have sanctified for my name, I will cast out of my sight, and I will make it a proverb and a byword among all peoples. Now, I would think at this point, Solomon was probably thinking, man, I don't ever want to turn from you, Lord. I don't want any idols. He probably wondered, why is God saying this to me? But I have found that when God warns us of something, he doesn't waste words. It's for good reason. And God saw what Solomon didn't see at this point because God knows everything. And of course, in the future, Solomon would multiply wives. They would turn his heart away from the Lord and he would build shrines for them on the Mount of Olives so that they could worship their gods from the nations where they came from. And then he would get caught up in that same idolatry and all of the nation would be unfaithful as a result. And as for this house, which is exalted, everyone who passes by it will be astonished and say, why has the Lord done thus to this land and this house? Then they will answer, because they forsook the Lord God of their fathers, who brought them out of the land of Egypt and embraced other gods and worshiped them and served them. Therefore, he has brought all this calamity on them. And, and certainly this would happen as the Babylonians would come in and destroy Jerusalem and Judah later because of the people's turning away from the Lord. Now, we need to remember God is faithful to his promises. He gives great promises to those who will trust him and follow his ways. But he also gives very severe promises to those who turn away to go their own way and forsake God's commandments. We need to remember both God's kindness to the faithful and his severity to the disobedient. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Next time, we'll see where, in addition to the temple, King Solomon accomplished many other exploits in work, warfare, and wealth. But as with most people, he had an Achilles heel. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 2 Chronicles on Simply the Bible.